What's up, everyone? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 213 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. The video podcast drops at noon Eastern the same day, and then the audio hits all platforms on Mondays. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, give it a like. Make sure you're subscribed. It's an excellent way to show your support. We've got special guest future teens here in episode 213. Daniel, Maya, and Amy join us. Colby couldn't make it, but that's okay. We still talk about Colby a little bit here. We're obviously going to talk about their new EP, Deliberately Alive. It drops March the 12th via Take This to Heart Records, and there's merch vinyl that looks so, 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 so good. We talk about some of the singles that have been released and a bunch of stuff. We're going to jump right into it right now. This is my conversation with Future Teens. All right, so I am so excited for my guests here today. I've got Amy, Daniel, and Maya from Future Teens. Friends, how's it going today? Super. <laughs> it's you. It's a nice one. <laughs> a nice one. It's that's like usually the hardest question I feel like at the beginning of every interview is like the most open ended. Like you know, how do you even answer this question, especially with three people? Like, yeah, awesome. You know. <laughs> I think but, if we, and how, how is anyone in this economy? Right. Agreed. Dan, what were you going to say? I was going to say, if we were on tour, we'd probably be like tired and happy. <laughs> so now we're rested and sad. I don't know. <laughs> Not sad. It's a, it's, a, it's a dynamic that everybody's getting used to still. But it, it is good to see you all. And, and thank you for being here for episode 213 of spinning thoughts. We've got a ton to talk about because even in these crazy times, you know, bands, especially future teens, um, we're pushing forward. And um, it, I, I mentioned this throughout a couple episodes that in 2020 bands that put out music, like they saved so many people. I know they saved me. Um, uh, I was lonely and hurting and scared and just having some sort of normalcy uh, with bands releasing music was really really amazing and and here's future teens now um doing the same thing heading still into a lot of uncertainty uh but hopefully some silver linings or something around the corner before we dive in though friends um i always like to give first time guests uh the ability to just kind of give us a little bit of a background on what the band is and really kind of how we got right here right before we're about to release deliberately alive who who wants to give the the quick spiel <laughs> Who did it last time? Who has it memorized? <laughs> I think I think you started and I and I finished last time. So you want to you want to flip the script? Sure, go for it. All right. Um, this is always fun because the beginning of the band, uh, Maya and I weren't in it. So uh, Daniel started Future Teens as just a recording project with our friend Gabe Goodman, who is an incredible musician and songwriter. Um, and it was just like a cool, fun thing where the bit was uh, Future Teens is a band that uh, started in high school and they're reuniting as older people but still playing songs about high school. Uh, and it was never something that anyone took seriously. I think uh, like the only show they played was like this thrown together, we're at a barbecue, let's like play in the backyard and we'll teach Alex how to play bass 20 minutes before and it's going to be bad but we'll have a nice time. Um, and they put out an EP on, uh, exclusively on floppy disk, um, because they couldn't, cause pure volume was gone at that point. So then the next obvious answer was a floppy <laughs> disk. Uh, and, uh, eventually 
they wanted to play shows and Gabe was moving away and moving forward. Um, so Daniel auditioned exactly one drummer, um, who's our friend Dylan, who's also an incredible musician and a wonderful tattoo artist now. Um, and we also had uh, Nick Cortezi from the band Marinera at the time uh, playing guitar. And Daniel and I met um, on this really cool app that uh, is is specifically for meeting new bandmates called Tinder, um, <laughs> <laughs> where uh, Daniel was like, oh, it looks like you play guitar. I know this isn't really what this is, is for, e- even though it is explicitly an a- application <laughs> for um, meeting fellow musicians to um, emote with. And uh, he asked, like, hey, you know, would you want to maybe check out this band and perhaps be in it? Um, and we traded music and really liked each other's songwriting and tone and playing. And uh, it was like, yeah, let's let's play, except I'm, you know, working on cruise ships right now. And so, you know, we'll have to meet in like three months. Uh, And things just kind of fell into place for us from there. We made an EP that has now disappeared from the internet. They had a couple songs that wound up on hard feelings on that. And uh, Daniel Cold emailed Take This to Heart. uh, And it is the only successful cold email known to man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Daniel, do you want to take over? Yeah, so I I emailed Joe. Joe was like, I love this. Also, I happen to follow you on Twitter. And uh, so we started working with Take This to Heart. They put out Hard Feelings. And he was like, you guys are planning to tour, right? And I was like, yeah, we love touring. And we've done it lots, even though we'd played like six, <laughs> six shows at the time. Uh, so we started playing more shows and uh making friends on twitter which is i don't know if you can do that anymore but we we did at the time and uh uh we booked our first tour uh which uh is right around the time when maya joined the band uh and i switched to guitar i was playing bass at the time and eventually dylan decided to pursue uh higher education and music and and tattooing and so colby joined the band as a drummer and uh it all just we just kept playing shows and people kept showing up to them and that's 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 up to now i suppose and look i appreciate that background i know obviously a band like future teens you've been asked that question a million times we get the cliche out of the way early and then we dive into some more authentic um so look here's something actually that i loved Um, as I was doing my in-depth research on future teens. So I'm on uh, Take This to Heart's website, and they have this little blurb, um, just kind of breaking down a little bit about what this release is. The the last sentence in the first paragraph really, really got me. Uh, Deliberately Alive, their blustery follow-up EP, is future teens at their most explosive and earnest, showing a band between journal volumes. And I, like I personally write in, in journals, it's so cathartic when I finish one and start a new one. And so like that just line hit me really hard. Um, but it just fe- it feels like it paints a picture. Um, from a broad perspective, what is Deliberately Alive about or going for? Well, I just should first say shout out to James Casser for writing that, uh, our, our new bio. They did a really great job. Excellent. Uh, they're, they're excellent. Uh, um, Amy, you want to you want to describe the the, the EP title? <laughs> sure. Since um, you wrote the lyric. Sure. So uh, 
I would not call deliberately alive a pandemic record by any means. Um, we had seeds for all these songs ahead of the pandemic, and and it's it's certainly colored by our experience in the last year, um, in a in a big way. But uh, I don't, like half the records about touring, um, which is which is fun and cool to be thinking about right now in the lens of like, whoa what was that and and how how do we how do you be a band when you can't do the thing you love to do as a band um and deliberately alive sits in line with like the self-reflection that's come this year i think in instead of um it's it's telling fewer outward narratives and more um more of our internal monologue i um i refer to uh the songs i sing at least as mental health bangers uh deliberately alive is a phrase that comes out of uh the feeling of of choosing to continue living uh despite that being the harder choice to make some days um it's about choosing to be here when you don't want to be here uh whether that's no no matter what reason you're able to find for it um which these songs for me come from a place of like my reason to live as other people um and i think the the record revolves around a lot around our relationships and ways that we uh have been looking inward toward here's what i need to do for myself um something colby says a lot that has really resonated with all of us is um our trauma is not our fault but it is our responsibility and um i think that these songs are us really holding that close and looking at ourselves and our own behavior really um with like a fine tooth comb wow um that's that's powerful i mean uh just even the title deliberately alive i mean it is powerful intentional oh wow uh, that that's a that's a lot to take in i appreciate you sharing that um and, and look you know it's it's five tracks they're all gonna house power and and uh an intention i'm sure as the first two singles really did guest room and play cool so uh those two are out the ep releases march the 12th so at this point you know I'm, I'm assuming there's unless you're gonna drop a single during the week of right No, this is it i don't think so so nothing i know of <laughs> so so this is the taste that we get going in but I, I'm always really curious about the, if there is any psychology behind why why was guest room the, the first taste off of this EP uh, I think it's sometimes it's a challenge for bands to make that decision sometimes I don't maybe they just don't even care I don't know where future teens falls on this but I think that the psychology if there is any behind it can be kind of intriguing I think it's it was it was twofold one we we when we finished well the other two songs that are not a song by Cher uh one is a bit a bit longer <laughs> and one is like very much an opening track uh it felt from the very beginning so we kind of always knew play cool and guest room would be the the two singles and when we decided to call the EP deliberately alive since that lyric was in guest room, it felt like, well, this is a good way to introduce what that means to us versus like any, I mean, it's still, it's still like somewhat open uh, for people to interpret and, and take meaning from, but we just thought it would be nice to have that, that lyric included in the first single. I think sonically, it's also a really good introduction to what 
folks will be getting into with the other four songs. It's like a, like it bridges the gap pretty well between what came before and what's what's coming up with the rest of the EP. Now, Amy, I know you mentioned that this is not like a pandemic album, right? Uh, you had seeds. I actually really like how, how you explain that seeds of these songs um, before. How did you go about the recording this? I'm assuming it was during, you know, this crazy time. Um, bands yeah. have been very inventive. Uh, not that like obviously before the pandemic, bands were always inventive. You know, people weren't always in the same room recording guest features and stuff like that. Right. So I'm just curious at the dynamic. Uh, how, how were these five songs recorded? Uh, anything notable in that in that experience? We are incredibly fortunate to have a great audio engineer in the band in Daniel. Um, so we had a lot of flexibility, uh, as far as the actual recording went, but the rest, like, so like recording looked similar to how it usually looks in terms of, you know, they record drums somewhere, Daniel and Colby, and then Maya goes to Daniel's house and works through the bass. And then I go to Daniel's house and work through my guitars Meanwhile, Daniel is doing all of his stuff when he has the time. Um, the biggest difference is that uh, instead of doing that on the couch in Daniel's bedroom, we rigged up uh, cables out to Daniel's garage so that we could <laughs> record socially distantly. Um, the biggest difference was how we came together to finish writing and arranging. Um, and I think I really like how Maya describes it and... I think that she does it more eloquently. Maya, would you like to describe it because you're better at it than I am? Sure, thanks, um, Yeah, I think we we did our best to translate um, our normal process, which, I mean, usually we're like playing together every week and this Amy and Dan usually come to, they have like the seeds of the songs like Amy was talking about. And then they bring those to me and Colby in band practice and we kind of, arrange it all together and just play it over and over trying to get our parts out and we couldn't do that because of covid so amy and dan would would send us like iphone audio recordings of the songs they were working on and then um we got to have a really awesome and special weekend where we went up to a barn at dan's family's house in new hampshire and we played for eight hours and that was our rehearsal for for the EP, it was, it was very fun and exciting and like felt like normal, but also not. And um, yeah, we, it was just on like um, hyperspeed condensed version of, of putting the songs together in one day. So kind of on this topic, um, Amy, you, you, you mentioned that Dan, you know, uh, you're from I, I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed that like I'm just kind of catching on Dan that you have your hands in uh, I, I knew coming into this interview that that you did from a band actually that recently tweeted uh, that you worked on swerves and I want to talk about that a little bit later here at the end but I, you know, I actually didn't realize how much of a uh, hand and impact you had on like the the mixing and processing and all that kind of stuff uh, it was a lot of this then done in-house in in in-house studio not outside then yeah everything so we were we we, our favorite drum room in, in the state or in the Northeast is at Sone Lab in uh, Northampton area in Western Mass. So this this great engineer, Justin Pizzo Ferrado uh, out there, he like records Dinosaur Jr. and Speedy Ortiz and all these great bands out in his studio. So 
uh, Colby and I have both been recording there for for a while now. Anytime I'm recording a record, I'm like, do you have a little budget for drums? Because I want to go to the studio. It's great. So we recorded drums there. And then I do have like a home studio here in my basement that I uh, record and, and mix out of. But uh, I like for future teens, I, since I am so close to the recording process and, and producing process, I prefer not to mix it. So we worked with uh, this great engineer in Seattle named Andy Park and he mixed breakup season. And so when we were like, who are we going to have mixed deliberately live? We we're like, well, our timeline's a little tight and we already work so well with Andy. Like, and we were already experimenting a lot with the recording process of like, uh, doing a lot of the effects baked into the guitars and like the bass and like less like being less careful and more just like this guitar is going to sound crazy like the solo on Gestrum we're like screw it like let's oh. just like have this insane tone going on uh, and th that ended up being really great and freeing so when we sent it to Andy it was like he really could just like push everything to the to this new level that uh, we hadn't got to hit before um and here's a question, actually. Um, you guys are releasing this on an e, like, uh, or on vinyl, actually. Um, and, and it's an EP, and I, I know bands do this, um, but I'm seeing it more now. And I don't know if this is a result of the pandemic or, you know, maybe I just am late to, to this adoption of it. Um, but um, Deliberately Alive will be um, released via Take This Art Records. There will be a vinyl. There's a bunch of merch already. Um, that is available like for the singles. And I, I see bands doing this a lot more too, where there's specific merch drops and I love it. Um, talk to me more about what the band has going on here with the merch, uh, the vinyl, where they can pick it up, things like that. Well, we love merch. It's very fun for us to come up with and like hire our talented friends and have them come like realize designs that we came up with or, uh, so it's always yeah it's always fun for us even from the beginning like we used to amy literally used to hand sew our hats and like they'd just like be in the van like sewing hats that say boston sucks and like then it'd be <laughs> like okay those all sold out like time to make some more and they'd be like all right <laughs> so we're always we're always coming up with like i don't know fun ways to to make it interesting for us and everyone else um and it was really joe's idea to do the the vinyl uh because he really wanted to do like a screen print on one side on the B side. So, uh, and we were like, that sounds awesome. Let's, let's go for it. So it was, it was just a, and we've worked with Joe for so long at this point that we're kind of in, in lockstep when it comes to that stuff and, and working with him is just so easy. He's like, he's down for whatever, you know, to, to make things work. So what is the screen print? I was, that's part of one of my questions here is I saw on the website, it is going to be a screen print on side B. I couldn't find anything to tell me that. I don't know if it's a secret or something. Um, is it the album art? Is it the vacuum? It's, uh, no, I was inspired by the, the, what the heck is Drew? This, this great artist, Drew Tetz, I think is his last name, but he does like, we, so for hard feelings, he created one where when the record's spinning, it creates like a animation. I don't know if you've seen. He's I have. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did not do that because I don't know how to do that. Um, but I did do like I just did like deliberately alive, like spinning around a bunch in into the vinyl, which I honestly it was like Joe's like we need the art today, and I was like we were all like I don't know what we're gonna do because 
I mean, Amy and I both have like some Photoshop skills, but certainly not to like the the professional level. I would say. I don't know if <laughs> if you agree with not me, not not good ones. I think <laughs> I, I consider my my uh, abilities in Photoshop to be like uh, shit post level. Only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit post is not completely true. <laughs> Highbrow shit posts exactly. <laughs> well, and actually on the topic of the graphics, I I'm intrigued by the visual approach here because it's so simplistic. Um, there's such a broad appeal with the items uh, that you're using uh, with the different singles. So we've got the vacuum for, for the album art. We've got the cup of tea in that awesome mug. Uh, I'm assuming it's a cup of tea. Uh, and then the play coal blocks and stuff. Just so minimal, but still very powerful retro, right? Um, what What's the story behind this aesthetic approach? Well, you want to uh, just go into the vacuum, maybe? Sure. Um, so we were we were looking for things that uh, that backed up that feeling of making the harder choice to stay, and the very like small, um, monotonous, tiny things that we have to do eventually at some point that. Um, help us feel a little bit human. Um, so in the first verse of Guest Room, I, I mentioned like, fuck, it's my turn to vacuum. Um, and that's like one of those tiny things that I've got this commitment to my roommates and I don't want to do this and I'm so tired, but I, I, I guess it'll make me feel like I'm not a complete waste of space to do it. Um, so we wanted to look for things that are like those very, very tiny slices of living, like um, getting up and pouring some tea into your favorite mug. Um, or, you know, the, pl playing with your favorite blocks. <laughs> yeah. Or the, I don't, I don't know. Those are like, those blocks uh, actually are up in Daniel's house. Yeah. Um, our, our friends man dancing once described Daniel's house as like looking at a, uh, like a look into a Wes Anderson movie. Oh. Um, so th those blocks like have rotating phrases on them on yeah. a shelf in Daniel's house, uh, and and they're like, Daniel can talk shit at himself about <laughs> that choice for for single art all he wants, but I think that it was a really beautiful um, nod to like the simple things that that brighten his house and uh, make make that place feel like a home that he wants to live in and that we want to rehearse in and like spend time together in. Yeah, I, I've someone just came into my house once and they just said, it looks like a young grandmother lives here. <laughs> <laughs> what a compliment, though. <laughs> I mean, really, there's people out there that like would really take that as a compliment. That's a lifestyle and, oh, and, yeah. a, and, and a vibe. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm into it. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> a young grandmother who loves horror films. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> so you're into the horror films then, Dan? Definitely. What's the yeah, best definitely. one you've seen recently? Best recent one? Yeah, because I, I uh, love horror and I need a new one. Sorry to put I, you on the spot. I'll, I'll watch anything horror-related pretty much. Um, but I, I did watch, there's a new one that just came out called Head Count, which is like, uh, it's on Shudder, which is the horror streaming service, which I, I do now pay for. <laughs> uh, it's like the only one I pay for. And like my family all pays for like a various streaming service and like contributes to the to the family 
streaming service package and i just have this like one that no one else cares about or wants um but it's like a it's from a creepy pasta anyway I, I could get into it but it's a about a, a creature that exists in the room with you and your friends but you don't notice it's there until like one of your friends walks in the room but your friend was already sitting right in front of you oh man and then that then that version is gone and then it's like it's it's pretty upsetting um but <laughs> I like it. It's pretty upsetting. I know what I'm doing after we're done talking. I'm going to go check nice. out Headcount. Um, that's awesome. Uh, look, so <laughs> with Deliberately Alive, it's out March the 12th. Um, take this to heart records. It's really exciting. The merch, vinyl, there's, there's all kinds of stuff going on here. By the time people are watching this, listening to this, it's out there. So go search and check it out. What are the plans, though, for future teens to support this release? You know, we've talked about... Um, everyone knows about the pandemic and the struggle that it's creating for bands, but bands, again, they're being creative, um, even against all odds. Uh, just even last night, I watched this really fun, um, live stream, live stream from a band called Kill Lincoln, a ska band, um, on Bad Time Records. And they did like this virtual U.S. tour where they were live on, you know, whatever, and, a green screen with a bus and driving around. And then they played videos from <laughs> live shows from every, like from different uh, cities and states. And they had different bands that opened for them and showed their sets. It was really cool. Right. Um, so wow. there's all these creative ideas. It was free. Um, you know, so anybody could, uh, you could watch it now if you want on YouTube. Anyways, what is future tan, uh, future teens, uh, planning on doing to support deliberately alive? Are we looking at music videos, more of those, uh, additional merch drops, live streams? What can we expect? It's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're honestly kind of flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> That's fair enough. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy time. What, what are, what are your fans looking for? Do you know? Um, I mean, folks seem to have really uh, been happy about and have really engaged with uh, the opportunities we've had to just kind of hang out and like maybe play a little music, but mostly just shoot the shit. And uh, like Daniel and I have done this like wheel of covers where we uh, spin a virtual wheel and play a cover someone picked or we did like a goofy Q&A after guest room where I just like sat in my teeny tiny guest room and answered questions about what to name people's plants. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's we're all so new to doing this and desperately wanting shows to come back. And like, who's to say, we just want to do things that I think the most, the most successful things that this band ever does are the things that, the four of us are excited about and that sound fun to us um we have been told a lot of times that uh we look like we're having a lot of fun on stage which is uh daniel likes to say is used used to be the thing that your aunt says when she can't find anything nice to say <laughs> about your set but now is a really big compliment and i think we're just trying to find things that we can inject that energy into where can people check out so I i'm new to knowing this uh, some of these like engagement uh, experiences that fans have had uh, with like Q&A's or uh, seeing you Amy in, in your small little guest room and stuff uh, <laughs> is this on Twitch is this on YouTube where can people check this kind of stuff out and is, is there any kind of frequency to it uh, honestly a lot of the time we come up with the idea like minutes or hours before it, it launches quote unquote 
So, and I think that's part of, we definitely used to plan things a lot more in advance uh, when we were on tour and, and stuff, because that was just the nature of touring. You have to make time for things, but since there is so much free time, like we just started a, a pretend challenge, hashtag challenge, where <laughs> we had you people show our, their favorite mugs. And like, I think I texted Amy, I'm like, you just send me a picture of you with that mug. I have a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just kind of messing. But it was fun. It worked. Oh, yeah. It was super fun. It was cool to see everyone with their mugs and the stories behind their mugs. It was like, it was actually very special. So just doing more more things like that. And uh, my friend uh, my friend said to me at the beginning of the pandemic, he was like, listen, like, there's no rules anymore. You can do whatever you want. Like, just, just met, you know, have fun with it. And, and I took that to heart, honestly, because... It, it it does feel like uh it is a new it is a new uh landscape um but it's it's kind of more wide open in, in some ways yeah absolutely and, and kind of on the topic of all this you know touring and playing shows again um and i know it's a lot of it's really a personal kind of thing and and so if it, you know if, if we want to go there we don't have to go there but bands are starting to really look into playing again you know there's tours and fests that are being announced there's that one what is it furnace fest or something in alabama that i saw that's all over twitter uh, you know with under oath yeah. that's headlining i mean these bands like bands that got back together they have been disbanded for over 20 years some of them are coming back just to play this it's a real fest um in wow. september and i don't know how i feel about that and i it's been a conversation like in our spinning thoughts group chat with the many many contributors that we have and there's a lot of people on different sides of the fence uh, a band that obviously tours future teens, right? Like you, you thrived on shows. Where, where are you all at with that kind of stuff? Maya, you want to take this one? I feel like we've, t you've talked about this a lot. We've talked about this. Um, I mean, I am dying to play a show and have been the whole <laughs> pandemic and like cry in my car when I listen to rock music, but we're not going to do that unless it's safe for everyone. Um, and I don't know the answer to when it's safe. I mean, I'm personally like, I'm still waiting to get my vaccine before I like eat in a restaurant. Um, so I think until we have more information about like when everyone's vaccinated, when it's safe to gather with people, when it's safe for us, like we're hopefully going to start playing together in the next couple months. Um, and I think we're just kind of waiting till we have more information and things start opening up. I think venues are opening up in Boston, in Massachusetts soon. At fifty percent, like twelve percent capacity. Yeah, but, but like not at a not in a way that is uh, like, you know, survivable. But yeah, making moves. Which I don't know how I feel about that either. I think it's. But, um, go ahead, Daniel. Oh, I was just gonna say. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what what we're we're not trying to we're as excited as we are. Like we're we haven't even seen each other this this whole pandemic really. Like we haven't even been in the same room. So we're just taking it step by step. And the big next thing for us that we've always wanted to do, and especially now, is actually record our next record in the same room with each other. Like rather than do it the way we have been doing, like just to like put mics on every instrument and then play the songs, which is a strangely foreign concept to us somehow. Uh, even though that's how bands traditionally have recorded records, it's just, 
now now that we have like we can put a little more money towards it and have a real st- you know studio space and so that's the next step for us and we're kind of just trying to focus on the things we can control at this point and then if someone invites us to play a show this summer and it looks like people are vaccinated and it's outdoors and they're taking precautions like hell yeah we'll be there um but until then we're just trying to focus on what we can uh what we can control one more thing i'll add go ahead one more thing i'll add to that is that as much as we love playing shows before i think it seems like everyone's feeling similarly that we're going to appreciate it even more after Mm -hmm. when we can start playing again it's going to be we're all going to be so anxious that we play every song extremely fast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna have like a punk kind of like uh, set at their first set back. But you know, as as crazy as all this time has been, it is really intense in a good way to think about this shit coming back when it's right. And that's where I'm at on this is when it's right and when it's safe for everybody. Because there's communities out there that are larger risk, you know, that their community is at shows, right? And so. But we have to we have to be I think we have to be safe and precautious. But, oh, man, is it going to be wild when it comes back? Um, <laughs> I just can't even. Wait. And I, I think that, like, we're going to see a bunch of new like um, bills and lineups and different bands from different genres really embracing one another. And I think it's also going to be a little bit of a rat race at first because venues had closed and, and I, you know, the market's going to be a little tough to get in there. It's going to be um, I guess all I'm trying to say is, is it's good to have this conversation to just start to see where bands are at with this and to just put it out there. Cause at some point we have to um, hopefully get back to live shows. So mm-hmm. uh, here's hoping for that. Um, Daniel, I do want to uh, specifically talk to you um, briefly again about, we talked, a little bit earlier about um, you having some of this, uh, your hands in the mixing and, and maybe not so much with future teens at some point you send it off because you're so close to the music. But I think it's awesome uh, that you're out there also helping other bands. Uh, but this band swerves, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I only kind of came across them because I came across you guys. Uh, so I, that's kind of the power in bands um, lending a hand in the community. I'm curious, uh, is this something that you're, you're doing a lot? Can people contact you right now to, to get your hands on their music? How do people go about that with you? What's your approach and your expertise in this area that would uh, encourage people to want to work with you? Well, um, yeah, that is, before the pandemic started, I actually had a thought, like we were on tour for like seven months out of the year. And I was like, man, I would love to get more time to record. And now I've had too much time to record. Uh, <laughs> Stop so, saying things out loud then. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but I know, but it's been, I definitely have taken this year to like hone a lot of skills that I um, had wanted to, to work on, uh, um, but hadn't really had the time to do. So mixing is a big one of those. Like I love, like I was just, we just met Swerves. I think they came to one of our shows in DC and then kind of connected with them. And then, uh i was talking to dan from the band and he was like oh we, we're working on some new stuff and i was like well if you ever need someone to mix like i'm always down even to just do a test mix you know see if you're you're into the vibe and if you are i would go from there so that's kind of what I, I i i'm lucky enough at this point to have really i've only worked with artists that i where i really like their songs and and something i want to listen to over and over and uh so that's been awesome and if i can if i can keep doing that then that's the dream but um yeah i think i uh 
you can just reach out to me. I don't know how uh, on, <laughs> on the internet, on any of my any of my platforms or or bands. But uh, yeah, that's that's. I think that's about it. I love mixing. I mean, I'm not doing in person recording so much right now. I mean, maybe a, a little bit, but uh, but definitely looking to do more as uh, as the year goes on. And then to expand with Maya and, and Amy, um, what? It, oh, who's got the dogs? I love dogs. I'm cool with that. There's a dog in my house. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I'll see if I can get her up here to say hi. Yes, that would be awesome, <laughs> actually, because I have two that's dogs. That's Rosie. Uh, Yoko and Lennon are my two dogs. I'm a big uh, Beatles fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, to, to ask, though, Maya and Amy, what, what have you two been doing, I guess, with a little bit more of this free time not that anybody you know i don't feel really free or that i have a lot of free time right now you know um but i mean and it doesn't even have to be music related but i'm a big video game person I, that's an area where i find a lot of just like let me escape this goddamn world and get into another one what have you two um individually been up to just to kind of help get through this go for it maya um i i guess similarly to dan i've gotten to spend time with with other passions and other skills that um, as much as I love touring, there isn't time for them on tour. So I spent, I spent most of 2020 working full time on a really awesome farm outside Boston called Brookwood Community Farm. And that was very good for my mental and physical health in <laughs> the pandemic. Wow. Um, and then I'm, I'm working on my bass playing. I'm learning like fun, groovy music. Um, I started teaching on Zoom on the internet and um, I started working on learning how to record myself at home so I can do remote session work. Um, and that's something I've put off for a long time. So I'm, I'm thankful to have the chance to, to get to learn these new skills, um, and take them with me when we do start touring again. Amy, how about you? Um, oh, we have a visitor. We have a visitor. Here <laughs> we go. The things. Come here, Rosie. This is the real special guest. Amy, Amy makes out oh, this dog yeah. on the regular. <laughs> Rosie loves the kids. Rosie. Rosie. Oh, hi, Rosie. She's so good. She's a little piglet. Piglet. This is I know, like look what happens in four. Hey, you could probably do some really awesome ASMR or whatever with that dog. Like I was getting some of that through the mic, you know, with the, the that could be a, another engagement yeah. piece for future teens. Very cute. Very cute. Yeah. Rosie's awesome. Um, I love living with her other yeah. than kissing Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, every morning I come downstairs, make a coffee, grab a book and go, Rosie morning routine. <laughs> and she jumps into my lap on the couch and we swaddle her up. It's really nice. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> and, and so, I mean, Amy, have you been diving into anything else though? Anything music related or just anything beyond, you know, being uh, an amazing, uh, you know, pet supporter? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, the first, I've been unemployed for the majority of the pandemic. Um, I, I was a bartender prior at a brewery, so, uh, obviously couldn't really do that anymore. Um, so I spent the first, I spent all some spring, summer, um, just riding my bike constantly, um, which was like simultaneously very healthy and very unhealthy. Cause I, I like, I like broke that barrier of like, yeah, I'm doing a good job riding my bike to like, I'm riding 250 miles a week and Whoa. I uh, feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Was it really uh, getting up that high for real? Yeah. Wow. 
I just, like, my mental health has been uh, a hot mess. I think a really significant part of the pandemic for me has been taking responsibility of my, my mental health. And, like, um, I, I, I quit drinking over the summer and that, like, cycling became my sobriety vice, uh, which, like, we've, we've worked on. We've reeled it in. We have other vices now. Um, <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah, I've been... I've been writing a lot, um, both for future teens and for um, the, the one day I will get my shit together and record this solo project um, and doing a lot of remote session work, just playing guitar and um, things like that for other bands. Um, and I just got my job back. So, hey, congratulations. Uh, not on that. bartending, but I'm like selling beer and canning beer and bottling beer. Awesome. So. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. And and honestly, I mean, I, I appreciate you being so candid, and just authentic, like with, like, you know, how things were going over the summer. You know, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I personally can. You know, it, it's been a struggle for a lot of people. And, and really just to kind of start to sum some of this up a little bit. I mean, I feel like that's what future teens just from an outside perspective, obviously, uh, th that's how I perceive the band is just really relatable. Um Sometimes in a way that I feel is tangible, but in other ways it's, it feels so distant. I, it, I don't, it's almost like you're a friend inside my head and you know me better than I know myself sometimes. It's kind of freaky. Uh, but honestly, from talking to a lot of people in music and a lot of my writers here, actually, I mean, that's how I got turned on to all of you is from the, the people on my team. I have two in particular that just absolutely adore future teens. Uh, I think we've probably even reviewed your albums in the past. But um, even in talking to you all right now, like you're just still that authentic um, and really funny also not that i didn't think you were going to be funny but like you're very funny uh, more than i expected um <laughs> i don't know you know what i expected um one random question though that uh, actually maya you made me think of it as you were talking about like bass work and stuff one thing i've noticed about all of you um i'm not much of a drummer so colby who's not here i'm not privy with like drums but i i play guitars and stuff you all have beautiful instruments. Beautiful. They're beautiful. Um, the one I'm thinking of, in, or I guess, what was it? Um, Fre Frequent Crier is the one um, in the like the room. Um, yeah. Those instruments, I, I think I saw like a Rickenbacker. Um, I, what do you guys play? I, I love your instruments. They're just gorgeous. I just want to show you. has a, go ahead, Maya. I was just gonna. We're both gonna talk about Colby because Colby, yeah, an amazing drummer who we all love so much, loves drums and he loves snare drums and he could talk about them all day. So since he's not here, I need to give a plug for Colby. Colby's love of, and knowledge of snare drums. <laughs> he, I think ahead. he's playing the the kep in that one. Did he have the kep at that point? Yeah, he was borrowing it for that yeah. tour. Yeah, he was firing a keplinger and he has that beautiful Ludwig kit. Um, oh. and he'll just, he'll just show up at practice and be like, I got this symbol. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how Colby talks, like his real voice, but, <laughs> but he does it is use a voice he voice. does. Yeah, it's yeah. one of his characters. It's a bit, yeah. <laughs> Colby's one of the funniest people I've ever met. She, it, just a, well, really, so, just a plug for Colby. Well, I'm laughing my ass off with the three of you and you're saying the funniest one in the band isn't even here. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's like a, he could easily have. In another life, he is a um, a voice actor, like a cartoon voice actor. He can make his voice sound like whatever he wants. It's actually kind of amazing. When his fiance calls him during tour, we ask we ask him to put her on speaker to do like this one specific bit that we all love so much. Um, because they both sleep talk sometimes. Do they? 
And it's uh, just, we just asked them, like, will you, will you do the Grinch? Do the voice. Do it. Say it. Do it. Please do it. Where's the sea voice? Where's the mayor? So I, I guess I got the wrong person from the band on the show here today. I'm going to have to do uh, episode 214 with Colby. Oh, and, and get there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing. yeah. And you can you can have all of Colby's voices. You can ask questions from uh, <laughs> from from Buzztop, from yeah. the Grinch. It's amazing. I there's I guess the talent's just seeping here uh, with future teens. But but am I right though with this? Who's uh, Maya? You have a Rickenbacker, right? With the, with the bass. Am I wrong on that? My bass is a Fender Aerodyne. Oh my god! Which is made in Japan. It's from it's from like 2008, and they don't make it in that color anymore. So. I feel like really cool having it. It looks really um, cool. But, Am I off? But Does it, no one have a Rickenbacker? I thought I saw one. No? No. Um, I have a silver tone. Maybe that's, maybe I confused it with that. They're really I think sometimes people think the Aerodyne's a Rickenbacker because it has like a certain trim around the side. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it seemed like it had like the wider head as well too, but you know, whatever from a distance. They're gorgeous though. Um, are, are those like your your consistent instruments you know when you're writing or when you're playing live or do you have different ones for different purposes we pretty much always play those and then we have like a spare guitar if we need it for when the guitar string breaks right yeah yeah always always uh it's it's really cool though to, to get a little bit of insight on um what bands are using and playing and and, and again you could check out these instruments and guitars and um colby's uh drum kit uh in, in the um frequent i can never say it. frequent crier oh my gosh <laughs> i said it like 10 times coming into this frequent crier there we go um anyways friends i i we are at the back end here of this episode and i want to thank you for giving me your time i know it is busy crazy it's the world we're living in right now before we go is there anything else that you all would like to mention add say or just plug to the listeners here of adobe radio and spinning thoughts um I just want to shout out Joe from Take This to Heart and 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 Take This to Heart in general. They've just like he just like took a huge to me a huge chance on us uh, working with us as a band who had never toured before and had never really released much music uh, and getting getting on that label and then seeing all the bands he's signed since and and uh, um, supported has just been so cool uh, and being part of that label is is very special and so this ep is like extra special for us because it is out on on take this to heart and i'm even though it's technically like legally our last release with take this to heart i i guarantee it's not our our last one uh period as a band so uh definitely follow take this to heart and and uh it's just consistently putting out great records every year um, we talked a little bit about merch earlier, but failed to mention um, that Lauren Denizio, who plays in Warriors and is an amazing artist, uh, they designed one of the T-shirts that uh, is up for pre-order with Deliberately Alive, um, and it's like a, it's a really beautiful drawing of our little pre-show ritual. And um, yeah, Lauren's incredible. Maya, any final words? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's how you drop the mic. Nah. I'll, I'll say, I'll say rock on. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I, um, talking to the three of you, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've laughed a lot. Um, 
and and I'm really looking forward to this EP release. The the two singles have been really um really exciting to hear and just hey, you're you're doing it in in one of the craziest times. So um Daniel, Maya, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to be here for episode 213 of Spinning Thoughts. Hell thank yeah. you. Thanks for having thank us. <laughs> Once again, I want to thank Daniel, Maya, and Amy for joining me here in episode 213 of Spinning Thoughts. Make sure you go and pre-save, pre-order, check out everything that has anything to do with the new EP from the band. It is titled Deliberately Alive. It drops March the 12th via Take This to Heart Records. Make sure you're following us on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Don't forget the video podcast drops at noon Eastern, then the same day. The audio comes out on Mondays. If you're watching this right now on YouTube, give it a like and tell somebody else to listen to future teens because they rock we'll be back again same time same place until then make sure you share music spread love